All right, hello, and welcome to this edition of the Raining in Ray podcast, August Woo-hoo. 2020 edition. <laughs> the 2020 edition, all right. Well, it's good to be here. Of course, I guess I'm here because it's Raining in Ray. Yes. It would be odd to have somebody else as your co-host yeah. on a Raining in Ray that wouldn't uh, really work. Much. I probably wouldn't because there's nobody out there as smart as I am. <laughs> no, so nobody... humility's not really your thing today. <laughs> it never has been. <laughs> God will take care of that, though. I'm sure. All right, we got a number of questions this week. We and I did want to start we off did. with a question that was actually asked on the last podcast, but we never get, we didn't get to because I didn't get the question until after the podcast we recorded. Oh yeah. And this is from our friend, our mutual friend, Vivian. Oh, hi, so, Vivian. And I didn't even know she was listening to the podcast. I, that is, well, maybe she just saw the thing on, <laughs> on the Facebook page. She's on there a lot. So Vivian asked a question about racism. Mm-hmm. Is racism an actual sin or just like a bad idea, a mistake? <laughs> well, I think that racism is an actual sin. Um, I think that uh, the Bible was pretty clear about that in both testaments. Um, you know, God made special provision for foreigners uh, in the Old Testament uh, when they were became a part of the Israelite nation. Uh, you know, Jesus Himself broke down all the barriers that exist between people. Um, with, uh, you know, his, uh, well, I'm currently working through the chapter four of John and my ramblings that you can see on our Facebook page, but, uh, she was a Samaritan woman that was of ill repute, had five husbands and the guy she was living with at that time wasn't her husband. Um, you know, so Jesus, you know, on the cross, uh, destroyed those things. Paul yeah. Paul talks about there's no male or female, there's no slave or free, there's no Jew or Gentile, or Jew and Greek, however he uses that terminology. And that goes right at the heart of the, the racism issue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's, and it, you know, the... The scourge of slavery in our country has uh, the aftermath of that. Sometimes, I mean, slavery is really bad, but it's not gotten a lot better. And so, you know, with the Jim Crow laws and the Reconstruction time, where uh, black people and segregation and all that were were just horrendously bad, and it continues to this day. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and I would agree with you that racism is an actual sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the woman at the well. I mean, we have the parable of the Good Samaritan, mm-hmm. and that really was the, one of the racial issues of the day. Uh, the Jews considered the, the Samaritans to be half-breeds, right? and uh, they weren't pure Jew uh, because they had intermingled with Gentiles years before, and so they weren't considered... Thoroughbred. I don't know if that's the right word to even use. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you're but, speaking from the Jewish mindset, yeah, that's exactly that's, the uh, they were they were considered. Uh, 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 yeah, and so uh, Jesus wanted to, to destroy 
that mm-hmm. whole idea. Mm-hmm. And even when he's talking with the woman at the well, he's uh, she's talking about uh, the debates about where to worship, whether in right. Jerusalem or in the temple. And she's like, "Whoa, back up! There's a bigger issue here. Yeah, the bigger issue. Bigger issue is uh, you you can you can uh, worship wherever the spirit is. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about a location. And so he's bringing people together." But I think the bigger issue within the church at that time was the Jew-Gentile uh, debate. Yes. Because now, for, for years, uh, God had worked with one people, the, the Jewish nation. But even in, in the Old Testament, it was not salvation was not restricted to one people group. In fact, they were supposed to be a light unto the Gentiles, right. you know, the book of Isaiah right. talks about yeah. And Abraham was told, through you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm-hmm. But that was taken to mean, well, God will only bless Jews, and, and that was wrong. And so uh, when, when Christ died, he removed that barrier of distinction. That's, that's one of the things that Paul goes over and over and over and over again with these people, telling them, no, this is not about a people. Um, so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 Therefore, remember that one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. He who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in the ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Um, And it goes on, but he says here, verse 19, you are that... So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and and members of the household of God. So I think racism is a gospel issue. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, If you are telling one race that you are inferior to us, or that you, whoa, whoa, that's a gospel issue. You are denying what Christ did at the cross. You are denying the results of uh, of Christ's atonement. Mm -hmm. You've missed the point entirely that under Christ we can be one. Yeah, I mean, and yet we see in the church that there is this divide racially. You know, I mean, people tend to be more willing to go with their race against a brother or sister, regardless of race. I mean, you know, God created us equal. Sin is what brought about the division. And yet, you know, Christ is restoring that. He's in the yeah. process of restoring that. And if the church isn't on board with that, then I wonder what he's going to say to the church. Right. If, uh, you know, if we continue, if, if the church continues to live in such a way that that uh, we uh, overlook racism. Anyway, um, yeah, sorry, I was, I was doing something else as you were talking, because yeah. I don't really feel like listening to you. For well, I'm, I'm used to that. <laughs> uh, but it, I think it's also the sin of partiality, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the other issues that, that had to be dealt with in the church. In the book of James, chapter 2, 
you had uh, the poor and the rich yep, with the yep. issue. And James was saying, listen, you, you prefer the rich, but uh, you give them the, the red carpet treatment, but you discard the poor as if they were nothing. Yeah. And I think those two issues are related, mm-hmm. um, race and even poverty and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I think racism is a biblical issue. It's a sin issue. Now, we can jump into a bigger, larger discussion about systematic racism, mm-hmm. which I think is a reality. I do, too. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, as a church, we need to um, be speak, aware speak of. Speak out against. Speak out against, yeah, because yeah. I, I don't think people understand what that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're pretty ignorant when it comes to that issue, because systematic racism is not about individual acts of racism. Right. So, in other words, it, it's a system that has historically uh, given minorities a disadvantage. Yeah, stack the cards against them, so right. to speak. Yeah. But we don't think of it as racism because it's not like it's not like me specifically hating mm-hmm. someone of a different skin color or me purposely discriminating against. It's 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 a bigger issue than that. And it's been going on since you know the 1600s, since our country. And founded. it's and it's evident in um, like housing. Yeah. Uh, jobs, uh, benefits, poverty, the, the you know, syst- systemic poverty is all tied up in systemic racism. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's, uh, yeah, that, that's equally or even more so a sin than individual racism. And, um, well, we, I, it's I, an offshoot. It's an offshoot, yeah. Well, yeah, I think individual racism is an offshoot of systemic racism. Well, I think, and I think it's the opposite, where um, personal outright racism led to a system hmm. that's well, okay. that. All right, I can see that. Uh, I was just thinking, I, I, a friend of mine, pastors a uh, multi-ethnic church in Chicagoland, and he might be a good guy to have on a podcast sometime uh-huh. to talk about this very issue because he's always posting something to bring the issue to the front um, on Facebook anyway. Yeah. Uh, every day he posts something about the racism that has been a part of our culture from probably from the beginning of, uh, you know, since the colonies. Yeah. Or certainly since they started enslaving people and bringing them over from Africa. So, Ray, we probably just upset a lot of our listeners with some of this stuff. No surprise. Um, we're called woke or whatever. And, um, whatever that means. Whatever, yeah. I, it's, I don't care what label you use. Yeah. I just want to be biblical and faithful to Christ yeah. and, and loving my neighbor. And, and I've been called the worst things than woke, right. <laughs> I think. And since I'm really not sure what that means, I've heard it, but I don't know exactly what it means. All right, so moving on. Next question. We got. We just got a new question just a few minutes ago. Really? Um, probably a deep question. I kind of like to hear your thoughts on this if we get a chance to. Um, Jesse Knopp. Jesse Knopp. He's become our our faithful contributor yes. to Raining and Ray. Him and uh, the uh, Kirby. Kirby. Kirby's Kirby. back. Yeah. So Jesse asked first question: Who is the most inspirational person to you spiritually? Oh man, is it me? Well, you say me. <laughs> if I say me, then it means me. <laughs> uh, actually, right now, I mean it's, that has changed over the years. Yeah. Okay, 
I think right now it's my daughter. Hmm. Her uh, willingness to struggle with making decisions and trying to figure out how God would want her to live her life as opposed to just going with what somebody tells her to do yeah. is very uh, inspirational to me. Helps me to you know, understand that I need to be doing it that way more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, and part of that then is to wait on the Lord to find out what direction I should go. Yeah. And that I've done much better job in the last three or four years. And in many ways, uh, as a result of interacting with my daughter. Yeah. And I can look at many people in the past. Um, my pastor growing up, Jim Wilkes, who's now retired, living in Kentucky was a huge influence on me. Um, pastor once worked for Ed Gisana, still friends, Facebook friends with him. Um, again, a big impact on me. Um, there are a lot of people. Bob Bixby, pastor out in California, who's going to be a guest on this podcast at some point, <clears throat> has hugely inspired me. But I think the person right now, and... Um, I'm almost afraid to say it. So don't judge me, Ray. When I, when I throw out the name Phil Allen. <laughs> I know, you, you can't help but laugh at that. Phil has been a guest on this podcast, and he will be again. I mean, my, my knowledge of Phil uh, is through you, but then through the puns that he puts yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, and, and maybe I need to uh, actually go here and preach one of these days. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, and I, I mean, he's a Michigan fan. Come on! I know, I know. But I, but honestly, uh, this is a, the the rare time I'm going to say something positive about Phil because uh, we like to joke around with each other. Sure, very sarcastically. I think it's one of the reasons why we get along. Um, Phil is one of those pastors that's very transparent and. You know, when he struggles, you know it, you can see it. But his faith in Christ, his emphasis on the grace of God hmm. <coughs> has really been uh, very um, impactful mm -hmm. to me. Um, he's, he's a pastor who's very relational. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, can, you can tell he loves his, his congregation, even me, mm. um, from time to time. And so, uh, and we all know how hard that I is. I know, and, and you know, because I told him the other day that you know I'm a reformed guy, and and I and I what I want in a church is a reformed uh, perspective. I want you know hour long sermons that go book by book, line by line, comma by comma. You know, spend twenty years in the Book of Revelation or the Book of Romans <laughs> or something. And Phil's not that guy. Yeah. Um, but I always walk away from his messages thinking, okay. There's, there's some area of conviction or some area of encouragement that mm -hmm. I know God wanted me in that service to hear mm -hmm. at that time. And it's, and, it's, and it's a little bit of a dose of humility for me to say, because I, I, you know, and I'm not saying he's a bad preacher at all, uh, but he's just not the reformed, in-depth, uh, you know, let's get into, every, parse every Greek verb. Mm -hmm. But I can tell, obviously, he's, he's studied out his message, and, and, and it is... Um, an expository message that is faithful to the text, and so God works through that. Mm -hmm. and, and and I've been I've been blessed by Him, um, and that's all I'm going to say. Come up, throw up. No, 
All right, next question. Big, big theological question. Ravioli or tortellini? You know, I didn't even know what tortellini was. Really? Until I went to a church in the little town of Ancona, Illinois, which is an Italian place. And tortellini, you know, is basically a pasta stuffed with either meat or cheese. Yeah. And what's the other? Ravioli. Ravioli. I'd have to go with, with tortellini any day of the week. I mean, there's just something about tortellini that I really came to love. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I got to go with ravioli. Definitely ravioli. Um, I, I, and I, and that's one of those things where you give me tortellini and I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. Um, it's not like pineapple on pizza that's disgusting and makes me want to vomit. <laughs> hey, you brought it up, um, man, not me. <laughs> But uh, I would definitely go with ravioli over that, but I'd, I'd take either one. So, Jess, if you want to drop some of that off at my house. We, that's what we it. should do. We should have him send us some of each. Then we can make a, an informed decision. Right here on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, we can I eat it like right that here. Idea. We can heat it up. Now I'm starting to get hungry. Thanks, Jesse. All right. <laughs> His last question. Who really wrote Hebrews? God. Next question. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, I've heard the discussion. You know, you, you don't go through Bible college and seminary without right. discussing who wrote the book of Hebrews. Um, some have thought it was Barnabas. And yet, and, and, and I vacillate. I mean, I'm not, this is not something I'm going to fall on my theological sword for or jump off a cliff about. It, it could easily be Paul, but, and here's why reasoning. Paul described himself as the Hebrew of Hebrews. Yeah. Who better to write the book of Hebrews than somebody who is so well-versed in the Hebrew scriptures that could make all the analogies that are made in the book of Hebrews? Yeah. You know, but again, that's a, that's a logical uh, process. It's There's no way of knowing, I don't think, and I think it's better off to just leave it God, the Holy Spirit, or God yeah. wrote it, and um, that's probably the book that we know the least about, about who actually wrote it. Yeah, I would have to. Say, I, I thought you were going to say Priscilla. I thought you, being the egalitarian you are, go with the female voice. That would be within the realm of possibility, I suppose. Um, I, I pretty much have to. I. I, I but it would it seems like it would have to be somebody who had a, a strong yeah. Jewish background. I I kind of lean toward Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Um but it's nothing I'm going to stake anything on. Yeah. Uh I would be surprised if it were Paul. It doesn't there are certain sections that just don't sound very Pauline to me. Right. But there then there are sections that do, which makes mm-hmm. me think maybe Barnabas because they did spend a lot of time with each other. And Barnabas was kind of Paul's mentor for a while. Yeah. Um, so that's why I tend to lean toward Barnabas. Um, but ultimately, like I said, joking at the beginning of this, God wrote it. Mm-hmm. God inspired it. And so I, I'm confident that it is should be involved, including the canon of Scripture. Yeah. Um, but maybe God gave this to us just so we'd have something to fight about. <laughs> that would be sort of against his nature, probably. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, so Kirby. Um, Kirby asks, and I just lost her question because somehow I... There it is. All right. 
How do you separate mental illness from the phrase, it's all in your head? Because technically, mental means of the mind. Well, <clears throat> I think the, the phrase, all in your head, is used as a way to poo-foo the concept of mental illness. Yeah. So it's a derogatory way of referring to it. H having suffered myself from uh, bipolar disorder that's considered a mental illness, I think that the struggle is very real. I, I don't think that having this issue means I lack faith in God. In fact, I think it enhances my faith in God because he's walking there through it with me. Um, you know, and, and others have come alongside me to, to help me uh, deal with this. And um, in some ways, you know, I, I think differently than a lot of people think. I'm not a very conventional guy when it comes to my thinking. And part of that is more so when I'm in my manic stages, when I suffer from that part. I, I have some pretty unusual thoughts when I'm going through that, and I wake up at 2 in the morning, and yet that, you know, the Janesville Community Center began because of a 2 o'clock in the morning thought that developed into what it is today. You know, I'm no longer a part of that. But it is the vision that I had for the, the organization is is coming to fruition, and um, you know I just I think that there just sometimes it just seems like people with mental illness tend to be more in tune to what God has to say hmm. because you know. My rationality isn't always intact when I'm, especially when I'm in depression. And yet God speaks to me in those times uh, and in, you know, throughout times. Now, I've gratefully have come across a, a supplement that really helps stabilize the, the mood swings that comes with the bipolar. Um, but, but then it, it, it has become a way for me, you know, one of my best ways of dealing with it is to talk about it. That's why I'm going a little bit beyond what she asks. Uh, but it, it's very cathartic to talk about what I experience. And not only does it help me, that, and so speaking, maybe I'm allowing others to that have the same kind of issues to understand it's okay to have that hmm. it's not it's not because of some problem with you spiritually or it doesn't mean that you're farther away from god because of that mental illness right. that you that you suffer with and that you struggle with on a daily basis you know i don't you know i I don't like being depressed and I don't like being, well, I actually, I really do like being manic because <laughs> you get some work done. I get a lot of work done and you know, you have a sense of euphoria and a sense of, I can do this whether I can do it or not. <laughs> realistically, yeah. 
you know, my, now if you ask my wife, she would choose, if we have to choose one of the two, she would choose depression because then I'm a lot easier to handle. But if I'm manic, man, I get, yeah. I, and then manic angry, that is really nasty. All right, well, I got to bring you in a little bit. Yeah, well, that's the name as of the show for a reason. Yes, <laughs> we're running up on a, on a, on a time crunch. Here. Okay. But I, was, I just want, to, I do want to say, uh, Kirby, that I do think, as, as Ray mentioned at the beginning of his rant, that, <laughs> just kidding, um, that I think when people say it's all in your mind, yeah. that is just like a throwaway line. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. an easy way to say, I don't want to deal with what you're, right. and, that, and, that's, and I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because mental illness is a real issue, whether it's anxiety, depression, uh, bipolar, whatever. Uh, there's, and there's a whole host of other things. Yep. Um, these are real issues. And we have to deal with it because we are a fallen people. Um, the fall did not just affect our volition and sin nature, mm-hmm. but also every part of us. Mm-hmm. And so we are not functioning as God originally had planned for us there in the garden. And so we do have, just like we have an illness in our body, whether it's COVID or a cold or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they're a part of life. And, and our brains have been affected. And therefore, we do have uh, mental issues that need help. And I, and I want to say to everybody, if you're feeling some sort of mental illness or you're struggling with that, uh, first know that it's real and seek help. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, don't be afraid to go to a medical doctor. Um, and sometimes that's needed. Talk to a pastor, talk to a friend and say, listen, I'm struggling with. Go to counseling. Go to counseling. Um, none of these things you should be ashamed of at all whatsoever. Um, they are real issues. And if left unchecked, they could become very serious problems. Mm. A lot of, lot of suicide. Fatally. A lot right. of suicide happens because so, of mental illness. So don't be afraid to speak up about that. If you need help, there's no shame in seeking help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've been through counseling. My wife has been through counseling, um, and it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, you coming forward and talking about it may help other people right. um, come forward and talk about. It. So this isn't just some closeted issue that we all have to pretend and plaster a fake smile about. All right, what's well, the? That's going to be the end of our podcast. And for the first time ever in a raining ray, we actually have more questions in time. I know, but just one more, right? Or there's just some others that you received? No, there, there, there are a couple more that we've received since then. And oh, so, yeah. well, sorry, Dave Swanson. We're going to have to answer your question after a long Google search. No, Dave, um, Dave, just yes. Okay. <laughs> that answers your question, yes. All right, well, thanks for joining us this week. So we'll be back next month with another Raining and Rage. So until then, check us out, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. You can check out all our normal podcasts there if they can be deemed normal. And then uh, on fit Twitter and Facebook at Basic Bible Cast. And check out our Facebook group, BasicBiblePodcast.com. Uh, or Basic Bible Podcasts. <coughs> All right. Have a good rest of your month.